Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. May God add his understanding to this hearing of his word. This is a tough parable because the evil is there with the good. What happened in the first century was not an unusual occurrence. It was not an unusual occurrence for farmers to get each other back by throwing weeds into their, into their land. And so this was a common occurrence. It was not, well, I put it this way, it was not an uncommon occurrence when conflicts occurred between farmers. They would find those weeds and they would know because they, they knew their work that this was, this was foreign to their, to their soil. And so in this case, they, we believe that this was called a, a Darnell weed. And when it's early in its growth, it looks just like a wheat. Not until later that it becomes identifiable as being different. But the, the workers say, well, we'll go out and weed that. We'll go take care of it. But the farmer wisely says, but how do you know the difference between one and the other? If you pull the one, the other will be yanked up as well. And you might pull good weed, good, good seed as well as bad seed, and yet the, the meat, the, the roots may well be commingled, so you pull out the bad and the good at the same time. And so the question is, so what do we do? Nothing? Do we do nothing? The story of a, one of the elders at the gates of Babylon. And a traveler came up into the city and stopped at the gate and asked, well, what kind of people do you have here in this city? And the elder asked, well, what kind of people do you have where you, come, where you came from? Oh, they're great. They're warm, loving, caring, humorous, humble, wonderful people, great families. And the elder said, you come on in. You'll find just those kind of people inside. Welcome. And another man came, another traveler. And he asked the same question. He wanted to go into the city, and the elder asked, well, what kind of people are where you come from? Well, they're mean and nasty. They're selfish. They're greedy. They're always fighting with one another. It's a corrupt culture. He said, well, that's what you'll find right here. Come on in. But, but I warn you, that's what you're going to find. So much of it is perspective. What we see and how we see things. We can look on our world and we can look on other people with, with that kind of judgmental eye. And we can see them as we choose to see them. And as this stuff is unfolding in our country right now, people, people go out to fix things with all sincerity. And without much time passing, that sincerity becomes an, an arrogance. And they think they're acting out of love, but that love that passionate love becomes a, a passionate anger. 
So rather than sincerity, it's, it's arrogance. And rather than love, it's, it's, it's anger. And they, they want to do the right thing. They want to go out with their holiness. And it becomes hypocrisy. So the question remains, what do we do? What can we do? question that Martin Neumoller asked when during the run-up to the Second World War all kinds of evil things were happening in Germany. And of course he wrote this, which you've heard many times before, first they came for the Jews, but I did nothing because I'm not a Jew. Then they came for the socialists, but I did nothing because I'm not a socialist. Then they came for the Catholics, but I did nothing because I'm not a Catholic. Finally, they came for me, but by then, there was no one left to help me. So the implication of his comment is that we have to do something. But what do we do? How do we go out and do something without becoming part of the problem? without our sincerity devolving into arrogance, without, without our love becoming anger, without our holiness becoming hypocrisy. How do, what do we do? How do we do this? Of course, we see the results in our country, people taking to the streets. What's Portland? 55 days? Gotta come, gotta go home. And uh, I, you know, they, they, they keep going. And then of course, there's the response and people are trying to bring correction, those in governmental authority trying to correct things. And I mean, it's just, it's a mess. Perhaps because we try to fix things. We try to control. We see a problem, and rather than actually addressing the problem, we find it an occasion to posture a particular ideology, which doesn't solve anything. It's because we're human. We mess things up. We foul it up. Sometimes we, we fail to recognize the, the mixed reality in our own hearts and minds and our own souls. We fail to, you know, it's so easy to become an expert on the sins of others. And in so doing, we lose sight of the stuff within us. There's an old Montana rancher who was sitting with his grandson. And, uh, and he talked about a fight that was going on within his own within his own heart, in his own life. And he described the fight this way. He said, it was between two wolves. One was evil, anger, envy, greed, arrogance, self-pity, gossip, resentment, and false pride. The other was good, this other wolf, joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. Grand grandson asked his grandfather as he thought about it a little bit he said well grandpa 
Which one of the wolves won the fight? And the grandpa said, whichever one I feed wins the fight. And what do we feed? What do we nurture within us? What is it that we must do before we can do anything? Is it not to, to take an appraisal, an assessment of our own hearts and our own lives? I was working this week doing some tiling and some drywalling and dumb stuff like that. I call it that, but it's kind of like a hobby for me. I don't golf because I'm so bad at it. But I, I found that over the years I can do that sort of thing. But things weren't going well. I was trying to cut some baseboard and I had my hands full of little chunks of wood representing mistakes that I had made, every single one of those. For one, I probably had seven lousy cuts. And I was mad. I said some bad words. Then I was mad at myself for saying those bad words. And then as I cooled down, I was driving. And I just prayed to God. I said, God, forgive me. I shouldn't talk that way. Not because I'm a minister. Because I'm a human being. I shouldn't talk that way. And I felt, I felt the the pinch of my skin, my sin. And I, you know, I, I live my life, I think we all do, we, we live our lives and we think we're doing pretty well. Then stuff happens. We realize that we've got a lot of work to do right inside of us. And yet we look inside of us and how can we weed out the bad stuff in us well, the Lord says we can't. We can't do it. We're born with this stuff within us. We're fallen human beings. We can't root it out. I was convinced of this one Christmas day when my son Bryant was about two years old. Not Christmas day, but Christmas time. We put up the tree and it was back when we still had some of those ornaments that when they fall off, they break. Those glass things. They're all plastic now, but back then they were these glass ornaments. And so <clears throat> we're all in there working together and finished the tree. And I said, son, two years old, don't touch the tree. Well, you know what he did. <laughs> he went right up in utter defiance and touched one of those glass balls. That's how we are. We touch the tree. The story of the garden. We always picture the Garden of Eden because of our Bible pictures of a room about, of a garden about this size. And right in the middle of it is this most beautiful tree that everyone wants to, everyone wants to pick the fruit from. But the reality is the garden is the world. And out of all of the world and all the goodness of the world, we go to the one place that is for forbidden to us. That's how we are. And so what do we do? It doesn't mean we do nothing. 
we certainly have to do what we can. When some weed in us or some weed in our experience is obvious, we, we have to do something, but we do so with a, a humility, knowing at all times we might be wrong. And ultimately, we have to trust our God. That's what Jesus says, wait for the harvest. When the harvest comes, and God will do the work. When the, car when the harvest comes, the Lord of the harvest will make the determination between the weeds and the wheat. The Lord of the harvest will make the call. We do what we can as we can, but also with, but always with a profound sense of humility because we don't know which is the good and which is the bad. I love the movie Dances with Wolves. Kevin Costner plays uh, Lieutenant Dunbar in that and of course as you if you've seen the movie he's out in the west and on the frontier and he befriends a wolf now, ordinarily, the wolf is a bad guy. Wolves are bad because they eat things like little bunnies and stuff like that. And, um, and yet he befriends the wolf. And so they call him, that's the Indian name they give him, Dances with Wolves. But it, it calls attention to the fact that we don't know which really is the good which really is the bad. We have our preconceived notions that wolves are bad, bunnies are good, but the reality is we have to leave this to the Lord of the harvest, who says, in that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion, and the child will lead them all. The cow will graze near the bear. The cub and the calf will lie down together. The lion will eat hay like a cow. The baby will play safely near the hole of a cobra. Yes, a little child has put his hands in the nest of deadly snakes without harm. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For as the waters fill the sea, so the earth will be filled with the people who know the Lord. That's how it is when we, God, when we trust the God of the harvest, the Lord of the harvest. When we trust our God, we do what we can, when we can. We trust those who have been entrusted with the authority in our, in our city, in our state, in our nation. And they also are human. They're going to make mistakes as well. Ultimately, this all comes down to us simply trusting our God and knowing that He is just. What we cannot hold together in our thinking is the fact that God is infinitely loving. Because we'll ask the question, how can He allow these things to happen? If God is loving, how can this be? 
while at the same time God is infinitely just. The reality is if God is not just, he isn't loving. And if he isn't loving, then there is no justice. And so we trust our God and trust the fact that we cannot wrap our minds around who he is and all that he is. And instead, we trust and do our best. Will you join me in prayer? Thank you, O oh Lord. Thank you that we're, we're all mixed. We got the weeds and we got the, the wheat within us. We see the weeds and we see the wheat without us. And we have that strong urge to make things right. May we trust you, O oh Lord, for in your day, all will come together into your Son, in whose name we pray. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.